Life Coach for Dogs with Tim Cornett. All right. Uh, welcome to the Dog Walker's Companion by Life Coach for Dogs. I'm the Life Coach for Dogs. My name's Tim Cornett. Welcome to the Dog Walker's Companion by Life Coach for Dogs. The Dog Walker's Companion is a weekly podcast dedicated to deepening your relationship with your dog, your community, and yourself. Please comment and subscribe on your favorite podcast service. If you have dog challenges and live in the Cleveland area, visit lifecoachfordogs.com. If you live outside of Cleveland, we are available for Zoom and Skype sessions. On this episode, Savannah Durdeck of Social Paws Cleveland, a pet event service. And that's when people would applaud and like be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Real quick, let's talk about uh, Social Paws. Uh, tell us what it is. Yeah. So I started Social Paws in um, March of 2018. And when I started the business, I was really looking for something where I could really socialize my dogs in the community and also bring other dogs out to, um, I don't know, just have a good time, meet other dogs. And I think that's a huge part of owning a dog is socialization. Um, I couldn't really find anything other than these huge, large events that would happen like once a year. And, you know, there's our few and far between are like farmers markets and stuff. And sometimes people aren't there specifically with their dogs to approach other dogs. So, um, I started it in the mind of that and just kind of wanting to get my dog socialized with other dogs. And then it grew into a larger thing. Um, I also was looking for a way that I could still donate to rescues without having to, because at the time when I started it, I was working basically two full-time jobs. And I was looking for a way to still donate to rescues without having to physically donate my time um, or like donate tons of money out of pocket. Um, so what I was doing was pre-pandemic was um, every event would have a proceed that would come from the event that would donate to a local rescue. And that's still what we're doing post-pandemic. It's just the events are smaller. So the donations aren't as large. Um, but for example, in the year of 2018, we've donated just over $12,000 to a few different rescues. Um, at the time we were doing one a month. And then, um, in 2019, we kind of sectored it per large event. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what, how the business started, what we're doing, um, with the events. Hopefully we can get back to those in the full spectrum that they were, um, because I think it's really important to get your dog out there, socialize, do the thing, you know, and then it's also good for yourself on top of for your dog, because you meet new friends and, you know, connect with other dog lovers in the community, which I think is really, really important thing. Oh, that's like the key to it because like, okay, you know, I'm going to speak for everybody and say that like, I'm, I'm a weirdo. I'm an awkward weirdo. I don't know where to put my hands and dogs just don't have that problem. So like, okay. it's just a built in icebreaker. Like yeah. my, my sociability with a dog in my hand is, is tenfold. I'm like saying hi to the neighbors, like, Oh, hi neighbors. How you doing? I'll stop for a quick chat. You can pet my dogs without the dogs. I won't look you in the eye. 
Right. I mean, and I feel like a lot of people are like that. If you're just walking around your community with your dog, you're not out there like, what's up, everybody? You know, you're not specifically looking to socialize. You're on a mission to walk your dog. Um, So with these events, they're so important for the dogs to socialize, especially people that have been getting new puppies and all of that. Like when we got our dog Remus, um, he was four months old and he was terrified of everything. Unfortunately, we got him right before pandemic happened. So we kind of had to improvise without the events to socialize him. I mean, we do have three other dogs, but when they're with their pack, they act differently than when, when they're out, you know, meeting new dogs. Um, so we just kind of had to improvise through the summer and bring him out different places just to parks and stuff. Um, but with the events specific, it's so important, especially when they're young to get them out and like, you know, meeting other dogs. And it took away, like just bringing him around other dogs took away some of those little aggressive tendencies that he had when we first got him. Um, so I do see a lot of that with the events too. A lot of people bring out their puppies, um, and really just kind of throw them into it. Like, this is, these are other dogs. This is, this is what you do. Um, and it's really great. <laughs> that that <laughs> makes me catch my breath a little bit. What I was going to lead into with that was that I have never at the events, I've realized that 99% of the people that come to the events are very conscious and responsible. Um, everybody keeps their dogs on leashes. Most everybody is respectful of other people's space and understands that maybe this dog isn't going to get along with this this one. Um, we've never knock on wood had an incident. Um, I always have a dog trainer or a professional on site just in case if something was to happen that they could kind of correct the behavior. Um, not saying that that would really do much, but it's just a nice little preventative feature. Well, that's actually huge. It's a preventative, like that's say like a doggy daycare or uh, a dog park may not, you know? Right. Uh, It has at least somebody there. (laughs) Yeah, somebody that kind of at least can tone down the situation a little bit. Um, But yeah, so I, I... I was really interested in the beginning of just how can I socialize these dogs without where I can do it in like a fun atmosphere, you know, and I'm not just like at the dog park where this like, you know, maybe this person's standoffish and they're not, they're not going to like, you know, modify their dog's behaviors. Um, and they're just, I guess that's happened to me plenty of times where I've been. Oh different- yeah. This is, this is Cleveland. You know what I get at the dog park? Uh, when I did go was, uh, Oh, she's all right. Let them work it out. Let them work it out. You gotta let dogs be dogs. And it's like, no. (laughs) Right. It's so interesting because I, I mean, I haven't taken my dogs to a dog park in ages. Um, but when I used to, it was always so interesting just seeing the behaviors of certain people like you can tell the people that are like that and just whatever like it's all cool and then you can also tell people that are responsible and you know conscious of their dogs um for myself i view my dogs as my kids so i'll do anything and everything to prevent something from happening so i actually use four foot leashes um instead of six foot just to keep them a little bit closer by it was just like a s- silly thing. Um, but I have had like 
I've been down at Edgewater Beach before and one of my dogs got attacked by another dog just because the leashes were just a little too long. You know, little things like that. Edgewater and public, and I'll say this, I'll I'll, I'll say this for the, uh, for the podcast listeners, Edgewater's, even that, uh, even that uh, park, uh, Battery Park area right by Edgewater, which is kind of like, an impromptu dog park. It's not officially a dog park. Yeah. But the uh, townhomes and stuff there have just kind of made it into a dog park. Uh, a lot of my clients have suffered like some serious injuries by other dogs there. Like it's just too, it's too unregulated and it's too, it, it's, it's too much. Um, so if you're going to be down in those spaces, you know, just be, it's not to say no, don't use those spaces, but go prepared and go aware. Yeah. I mean, it was two, I think it was maybe 2016, summer of 2016. I had my dogs down at Edgewater and one of them got just grabbed by a dog off leash, um, in our face and it wouldn't let go. It was the most terrifying thing I have ever endured. Um, I hear so many stories like that. Like yeah. you are easily the 10th person that has told me a story like that. It's crazy. Well, and it's like that sound of her screaming will never leave Ugh. my brain. Um, oh my God. Luckily it wasn't any like serious major damage or anything. She just had like a little infection and a wound. Um, but you know, those types of, places they're great and I you know I still bring my dogs down to Edgewater but I'm more aware of all of my surroundings now um where at these events the leash is required so you're not going to have a dog that's just like running up and doing whatever it wants um so leash is required we always have some sort of professional on site um we take into account you know, how many dogs are there and what we, what space we need to utilize. So if we have an event somewhere with a smaller indoor space, we always make sure that there's a large outdoor space, whether it's cold or not, you know, that people can take if their dog's unruly, but they want to stick around, they can take them outside and walk them and do the whole thing. Um, so we're always conscious of just a few little things that make a big deal. Oh my um, God. How great would it be if like regular places had that, like, wow. like big loud bar but they also had like a little nature walk attached to it where it's like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to take a step. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's the events. They're, they're really fun. Um, I'm hoping fingers crossed that we can kind of jump back into those like in full swing after the first of the year, because obviously we all know this past summer, a lot of people lost out on just life in general. Um, But the socialization of their dogs, especially. Um, so I'm hoping that next year we can kind of do them on a larger scale. And Socialization is actually a really big topic with me. I'm, I'm, I'm real. I, I preach it a lot to a lot of my clients because socialization happens on a lot of levels. It's not only with like, like other dogs and objects, but it's also, it is also your community at large, you know, it's, you can't keep a dog on the same route all the time. You got to, you know, you got to add things to their lives, especially in like a city or a civilization kind of context, because they can't just wander around and sniff their lives away. You have to provide that stimulation for them. 
Exactly. And that's, um, so Social Paws also offers a dog walking and pet sitting service. And that's something that we do. I always try and switch up our routes a little bit when we're on our walks, because I do have a lot of clients that are in apartment buildings or in like those townhomes over in Battery Park and stuff where there's not a lot of outdoor space. Um, So I think it's important too, to kind of just get them in a different atmosphere, whether you're just on a walk, because I don't know what my clients do outside of work and me coming to walk their dogs or Melissa or whoever. Um, So I take that time to try and like kind of differentiate their day a little bit, you know, so it's not just like, all right, we walked down these four streets and then we're going back. Um, So I think that's important. I don't know. The events are just something that I think is a large part. I mean, whether it's the social pause events or going to any sort of event in your community that's dog friendly, I think it's a very important part of owning a dog is getting them out there and kind of, you know, just showing them a little bit more of the world than your backyard or your surrounding neighborhood. So that's kind of why, why we have them. um, And hopefully we'll be able to have them in the scale that we were having them before pandemic. You know, and we'll go into uh, pre and post pandemic stuff. Uh, I actually, you know, post pandemic, I had an event fall, fall apart on me myself. So I'm like, oh, it, it it stung, but like, you know, we looked at it every which way, but we couldn't work it out. But uh, let's let's talk about pre-pandemic first. What kind of uh, what kind of events were 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 you throwing? Okay, this is so exciting to talk about for me. Let um, us dream about the future. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> um, pre-pandemic, we did so many things. We hosted over between. Um, May of 2018 and this past March, we hosted over 50 events. Um, so we would do things. We do the doggy brunches at terrestrial brewing company every second and fourth Sunday. Um, we still, those are the events that we brought back. They're very socially distanced, small scale right now. Um, and we'll see how those goes, but anyway, so we were doing those. Um, we also do one large event per month and we always kind of theme it. So in November we do Barks Giving. And with that event, it's a three course meal for your dog and a three course meal for yourself. Um, so it's all about like food and enjoying each other and giving back to these local rescues. Um, Christmas time, we do Santa Paws. That one's all about donations. So we have a choice for Totspin. We have a um, food uh, hunger what is that? The hunger bank bin. And then we also have a rescue. Um, and every year they, I can't tell you how much stuff these rescues go home with. They're like truckloads, um, where people bring dog food, toys, treats, potty pads, anything a rescue would need, even like old blankets and towels are super helpful. Um, so we do that in, in the Christmas time. So December, um, (laughs) you know, that one month, um, in the summertime, we would do an island party up at Whiskey Island. Uh, we always did poochie prom. So we'd do a big prom for dogs, um, a big Easter egg hunt. So we there were a, an array of different events that we would have. Um, the biggest accounted for event that we had was our Easter egg hunt last year. And the only reason I say 
accounted for is because we usually don't have a check-in process other than for events like that, where we need to know like how many Easter eggs do we need to hide? How many treats do we need to put in? Um, we had 166 dogs check in between three and a half hours, which is crazy. Um, so that was the biggest accounted for event that we had. Um, unaccounted for, I cannot tell you. I mean, right before pandemic, we had a brunch that was the busiest brunch we had ever had. And that place was booming all day, um, which is really exciting. So, and then this happened. <laughs> it was like busiest brunch ever to nothing. Um, but everything was, I mean, the events are so fun. And when we get to the, do those large scale ones, like the Easter egg hunt and see that many people come together with zero incident. And then you get all those floods of Facebook messages and Instagram tags and all of that. And seeing how many people really enjoyed themselves. It's one of those things that you sit, you take that back and you think like, okay, what can we do to make them enjoy themselves more next time and to bring the dogs together more and, you know, grow them more. So that's where we're kind of looking at for 2021, which we had been thinking about for 2020, but obviously the things, um, but yeah, so those were <laughs> the things <Right>. happened, <laughs> you know, but I, it's, I mean, it is, it's kind of a, there's so many more people with puppies now that are, are going to need this service because they've just been, they've been locked up with you. Like, so you pretty much have the dog equivalent of homeschool kids. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because so since, you know, we started things back, we've had two brunches so far and both have been slow and steady, which is exactly what we were hoping for. Is that like an influx of people wouldn't show up and then we're like, Oh my God, how do we keep everyone socially distant? Whatever. Um, but at the last one, last Sunday, I cannot tell you how many puppies were there. It was unbelievable. You know, just at a small thing, you know, maybe, I don't know, throughout the day, we maybe saw like 30 to 40 dogs, which is for one of those brunches is not that many. And I would say about 25% of them were six months or under. Um, which was really interesting to me because I'm like, all oh, these pandemic puppies is so crazy, but I love it. <laughs> I want to see them all. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of pre pandemic, what we were doing. Um, and then obviously once we are able to do more, we'll bring all of those things back, like the things that we were doing annually. Um, and then we always try and sprinkle in a couple little small things too. Um, so we used to do pack walks with our brunches. So if you showed up um, earlier in the day, like they start at 10, if you showed up at let's say nine, nine thirty, you could do a pack walk with us. Um, we would do dog yoga before the brunches. So we always sprinkle like little things on top of the actual event where there's like just a little added thing. That's like a full day with your dog. That's like a dog romantic date. Like you do yeah. yoga, you like go have some Bloody Marys and then you take a long walk. Like yeah. you go that's home, you take ever. a nap. Yeah, that's that's a solid Sunday. Yeah, well, and we do them on Sundays, which is great. So, um, but yeah, so eventually we'll start doing all of those things again. Um, but right now it's just kind of slow and steady, like, will ease back in and because you also don't want to push things too far because if something gets out of hand, you know, that 
obviously it doesn't look good for the business. It doesn't look good for anyone involved in, in that event. Um, so we're trying to just keep things as like conscious as possible um, right now. Right. The puppy, the puppies are learning. We're all still learning. Like I, I, I understand that this is like, this is a different time. This is a weird, this is a weird time to be an event manager. But that being said, this is dogs kind of imply social distancing too. Like you were saying, that's a four foot leash. That's at least four feet distance, yeah. you know, and then another two feet a dog. And that pretty much takes care of itself. Right. Exactly. And I also noticed, I mean, with the events that we have had, the two brunches since we've gone back, people are very mindful of the social distancing, um, regardless of the dogs are standing right there or not. You know, um, it does make things a little bit interesting because our events are all about socialization. And when, you know, if we're at a brewery doing an event and everybody has to be seated, how do you socialize with people and dogs that you don't live with? You don't. So mm-hmm. that made it very interesting. Um, but the donation aspect of the events is still there. So like a portion of sales from that brewery still go to a rescue. Um, so that part is still there. It's just getting back to the the fun part, you know, <laughs> like the party you know, where everybody's dog is like meeting and it's exciting. And then, you know, my dog has a boyfriend that she met at a brunch like a year and a half ago. And they had a Zoom call over quarantine because my dog, you know, knows how to use or not. <laughs> she did a well, a FaceTime call. Um, but, you know, you can meet cool people and cool <laughs> I dogs. have Microsoft dogs. Yeah. And well, they keep yeah. restarting. <laughs> But then, you know, it's just little things like that. Um, myself, I've made friends through the events that I talk to and see all the time. Um, my dogs benefit so much from them. So I always encourage people, like, even if you think that your dog might not be enjoy something like that, maybe just come for 15 minutes and see how it goes. Keep your dog at a safe distance, whatever. Um I think it's important just to socialize, even if you think your dog might not enjoy it. That's actually, I mean, that's actually great advice. If if you're not sure, it's not like, it's not that you don't avoid it. Just pop in, especially, especially with terrestrial. If you live in those townhomes, like just walk your dog there, let them say hi and then walk back. Try again next time. Yeah. Just a quick, like five minute pop in is just to see what it's about. And, you know, eventually I've noticed um, there was a dog that used to come to almost every event, which I loved. Um, I love seeing familiar faces. And that, you know, that was one of the hardest things with the pandemic was not seeing all these familiar dogs and familiar faces. Um, But there was a dog that at first, when she started bringing him, he was wild. And he had the bark of, you know, he just sounded ferocious. He was wild. He hated it. So that's what she did. I told her, I was like, don't feel like you have to stay. Just maybe next one come for eight minutes instead of five. And then she did that. Just like if your dog was injured and you're taking them on a five minute walk today and then a 10 minute walk next week. And then, you know, like increase the time a little bit. And eventually he was able to stay for hours at these events, totally chilled out and totally relaxed and just meet other dogs. 
Um, so it was just like him getting used to it. So that's why I always tell people like, you know, what's funny. That is, that's also how I learned socialization through stand up <laughs> comedy. They're like, okay, you can go up there. You can get three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next time, maybe three and a half. Like, yeah, and then you work. Yeah, you work your way up, but it were like eight minutes, and then like you just talk for hours, and then nobody stops you. Yeah, so that's what I, I tell people. Like, if you think your dog might not be into this, just take it in small increments, and then if you find that your dog hates other dogs and will never want to be around them, then leave your dog at home. Come buy him some treats and you know, bring them home for them. So there's other ways around it. And then you can meet other dogs too, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. Better dogs than your dog. <laughs> right. Leave your lame dog at home. Yeah. Go hang out with some cool dogs and, and then, then come da- back and tell your dog about it. Yeah. It's peer pressure. Exactly. And then maybe next time they'll be like, all right. Yeah. Be a jerk today. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with these cool dogs. And your dog will be like, <laughs> I'll just lay on the couch. Um, yeah, so they're all about socializing. I mean, I think that's, like I said before, it's so important. Um, but now it's it's relearning how to host events with dogs in this new world that we're dealing with right now. So it's been interesting. Now, terrestrial, uh, since we're doing um, now, is is it just terrestrial brewery that you're uh, that you're at right now, or are there any other places? Um, for right now, we do the doggy brunches there, and that's the only thing that I feel comfortable bringing back right now. Um, okay. Because- uh, well, let, let's let's uh, what what makes you comfortable? What uh, what is it about terrestrial that that so makes it okay? They um, they practice a lot of. Of, of all of the places that I have been since bars and restaurants started opening again, breweries, all of that, they are practicing the most, um, I guess, social distance. They do very heavy cleaning protocols. Um, the staff there is really great with just keeping everything in check. Um, and as a business owner myself, whether or not I'm having to do those things too. I think that's a big reflection on the event itself is making sure that people are coming to a place that they would feel comfortable coming to event or not event. Um, where I know that there were other places that were like in news articles and all this stuff that were just, uh, they were like, we don't care. Um, we're terrific. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> town hall. We can say yeah, it. Fuck them. them. <laughs> don't take your don't bring your trash ass town hall dogs to terrestrial. <laughs> Right. So terrestrial has been really great with their, um, you know, just keeping up with everything that's going on. Um, so I feel completely comfortable and they have a decent sized space where you can have more than so many dogs there. Um, and the dogs are able to go inside. So if, you know, the patios are too busy, we can always put a few people inside. Um, so that's also an added bonus because there's not that many indoor friendly dog friendly places in Cleveland, um, at least right now. So that's why we've kind of just been hitting with terrestrial for a little while. Um, once we move back into more of a normalcy, which I'm like, fingers crossed, it's like next week, which I know it won't be. But um, once we move back into a normal, a more normal feeling world, 
then we'll branch back out to, because we used to do things with um, Bottle House Brewery in Lakewood. Um, we always do a big event with Whiskey Island. Um, we always do one to two large events with the Cleveland Metro Parks every year. Um, we have worked with uh, Sibling Revelry. We've worked with Bookhouse Brewing. We do things other places, um, but right now it's just the one event that we always have done at terrestrial, we're going to keep there and just keep it that way until normal comes back. Well, that, uh, that sounds just, I mean, that sounds great. Uh, what is it about breweries that, um, that works so well? So one, the space usually, I mean, there's most breweries have large open spaces. Um, two, most breweries do not have kitchens. Um, I mean, some do, but some don't. And most, a lot of them do those little pop-up food vendors and stuff like that. So a lot of them can get away more with allowing dogs inside, um, which is cool. And then another thing is that when I started this, I was like, breweries are a very big socialization place. When you walk into a brewery, most of them have the big long tables where it's like promoted that you sit with strangers and that you, you know, socialize while you're there. Um, so I kind of linked those two things together and a lot of people like beers and trying different beers or like, you know, doing that kind of stuff. So I was like, you can link these two worlds and make them more fun. Like everybody, if you don't like dogs, there are problems in your life. So <laughs> you, you know, like, so I have a beer <laughs> yeah. so link these two, like everybody that is going to a brewery for the most part is like excited to see the dogs that are coming there. So it's just a fun little atmosphere. So I like the brewery portion. I mean, we work with to like a bunch of other places that aren't breweries. Um, but the breweries are always a lot of fun. Cause then you have that little added bonus. Like, yeah, I'm just going to have a couple beers and hang out with my dog. And, th and then some of the money for my beers is going back to a rescue. I feel like I did something good today, you know, just like little things like that. Yeah. A little, that is where you get the hair of the dog that bit you. Exactly. Um, what, uh, what rescues uh, do you work with? Um, so I'm always open to working with new, new rescues, but um, we work a lot with city dogs, um, city dogs, Cleveland. Um, they always bring, they always like bring the thunder to events. They have, a full setup and they always send out like a couple of volunteers. They used to bring adoptable dogs. Now it's more difficult. Um, but they're amazing. So we work with them. Um, they are also affiliated with, uh, neighborhood pets. So we worked with them. This podcast itself is a, uh, works as a fundraiser for neighborhood pets. If you care to donate, yeah. there will be a link in the description, not you specifically, just well, anybody listening. No, I, I won't it. stop you if you want to, but I, I donate so much. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, Muttley crew is a big one. I love working with them. Um, two of my dogs are Muttley crew dogs. Um, storms angels. We've worked with them. Who else? Uh, Erie shores. I don't know. We've worked with so many different rescues. I have a whole list 
of them. Um, but I'm always open to working with new ones. There was an, a, there was a, even a rescue from Columbus or no, they were based out of Dayton that I worked with for the month of October in 2018, which was really interesting because they didn't have their rescue wasn't in Cleveland, but they were still Ohio based, but they did have a, um, like a sector in Cleveland. So they had fosters and all of that, that needed assistance in this area. So that was an interesting one. Um, but yeah, we work with all different rescues. I'm always open to working with new ones. I love, love, love city dogs. Um, I love Muttley. Storm's Angels is another great one that we um, have worked with multiple times. Um, so yeah, it's just, at first it was more about like the small foster-based rescues because I feel like some of those don't get as much recognition as you would think like the APL or the Cleveland Kennel or anything like that. Um, but then you also see how many dogs are being surrendered and found and, you know, intake at city dogs, for instance, the Cleveland kennel. Yeah. And you see all of that and you're like, yeah, the foster based ones, like, obviously we want to help them, but like, this is also a huge problem. We need to help this as well. Um, so yeah, yeah these dogs can come out 10 at a time sometimes. I know it's crazy. So, um, but yeah, all different rescues, um, as long as they're a 501 C3, give me a call and we can put an event on, you know, so whatever, whatever they do, if they rescue animals and they're a nonprofit, we'll host an event for them. Well, now what if somebody uh, wants you to put on a private event for them and their friends' dogs? They wanted, they want a dog exclusivity party. Okay. So we did do something like that once we hosted an event at an apartment community for just that comp, like just the people in the building, just to get the people with their dogs to meet other residents with their dogs. And it was just for the people in the building. It's very interesting. Um, it was tons of fun. So we do things like that too. Um, that's actually great. A lot of these downtown apartment buildings, um, which I used to work in a lot pre COVID, but like almost not at all after COVID. Um, you know, they, they're very, they're dog filled buildings with huge lobbies. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, I work really heavily one of, because with the dog walking and pet sitting side of the business, that's how we keep this nonprofit side of it running. Um, you know, and able to like decorate and promote and do all of those things from the dog walking side of it. Um, but I work really heavily with a building downtown that is like, I feel like there's a dog in every other unit. Um, and it's not that huge of a building. Um, but it's funny when I'll talk to one of my clients. And so I had my, one of my clients had to put their dog into doggy heaven last week. Um, and another one of the clients from the building called me and they were like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know in case you hadn't heard yet. And I said, no, I know all about it. But it's funny because I think that's with the buildings and like apartment units and stuff. I think that's also an important thing to have socialization between residents and their dogs, because you're going to continuously be passing them. It would be weird if you weren't. Um, 
I mean, that's also true of socialization. Like that's um, of any sort, you know, make sure your dog knows your neighbors, make sure they know the people across the street, make sure they know the eight freaking kids that are across the street throwing tricycles at each other's heads. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, you know, those private event type of things are also very important, especially in those buildings with where it should feel almost community because you're living in this building, whatever you're seeing all these dogs. Um, so we did do an event like that one time and we are open to doing them in the future. Um, it's just few and far between when you find places that are like, Oh yeah, we want to get all of our residents together. Like, a lot of management companies, the building management companies and stuff aren't into, that's not their main focus is to like socialize their residents. But Right. Well, uh, oftentimes they're not even in this country. Exactly. <laughs> so. Right. Um, but yeah, we've done private things like that. I personally plan birthday parties for all of my dogs every year and they're always like a whole thing. Um so we, we can do things like that. We just haven't really ventured down that path of like private events or anything yet. Hey, maybe 2020 is the year. 2021, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, if somebody wants to reach out to you for dog walking, uh, what are the areas you cover? And um, what is the... what? Uh, how do they contact you? So we cover anywhere as far as Westlake. Um, so we basically go Westlake, downtown. We're in Parma. We're everywhere between Westlake and downtown. Um, we do Parma, Broadview Heights, um, Fairview, Middleburg, basically all the west side of Cleveland, including downtown and then into like Parma, Broadview area. Um, I have, it's myself and go ahead. Oh, right now, this is a complete, this is a complete tangent, but my mornings right now are Parma in the morning, Lakewood in the afternoon, and the swing state yard signs are like, like, I don't know, I don't know where I'm living. I know. It's really interesting because that, so during pandemic, I, um, because I have a few other girls that work for me that walk and they also assist with events. but during pandemic, it was just me that was doing the dog walks because the business took, I mean, everyone was home. So we only had a small client base of what we were normally doing. Um, so I took over everything and I was, oh my God, like the miles I was putting on my car, but that was the same thing. I'm like, all right, I'm going to start my day in Broadview and work my way West. And then I'd end my day in Westlake. And I'm like, where, how, how is this happening every day? This is crazy. Like I'm driving like all over the world. Um, but anyways, yeah, so we are everything west of downtown. We're downtown, um, Parma, Broadview. Um, but they get contact via Social Pause website. So it's socialpausecle.com. Um, Facebook, Instagram are both Social Pause CLE. Um, all of our, there's a phone number and our um, emails are connected to website and social media platforms. So that's usually the best way to contact us. Um, and then if somebody wanted to text me, my phone number is on our website, clear as day. So don't text me about anything weird, but if you need a dog walk, shoot me a text. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so they can contact either of those ways. Um, like I said, there's between myself, um, I have a girl, Melissa, who is just fantastic. She's the best, um, Erica and then Crystal. So we have plenty of people to go around. Um, and we're always accepting new clients because like I said, the dog walking side of the business is what's able to continue the events and to enhance them too. you know, make them bigger and let us be able to market more and let us be able to, you know, add on crazier decorations or like dog lore courses and stuff like that, um, that just enhance the events a little bit more. So, but yeah, so that's a little bit about the dog walking. Well, that's, uh, that's great. Don't use WAG or Rover, one of those weirdo services. There's, there's too many services in town that do too much good. There is actually a new, ah, let me look at it. Um, there's a new platform. So I use a website to do all of my, um, all of my scheduling, invoicing, all of that, and communication. So everybody, once a service is complete, everybody gets a little report card. So it says if their dog went poop, it says it's a GPS tracker of where we walked, um, little note, pictures, all that fun stuff. But they just released a new thing today called localpetcare.com. Um, and it's a really cool way to connect people looking for dog walkers to local businesses, to professionals, and not just going on Rover, picking whoever that, you know, did a $25 background check. And then you're like, well, I'm going to let them stay in my house for five days, you know? Yeah. Uh, so this new website, localpetcare.com, they just launched it this afternoon. So it's still like a little bit bare. Um, but it'll be a really good tool for people looking for um, professional services that are bonded, insured, you know, have actual reliable human beings that are definitely going to show up um, and all of that. So it's almost like the enhanced professional version of Rover with not just random humans. Well, that's great. How did, how did you uh, come across this site? Um, so it's the site that I use, um, it's called time to pet the site that I use to track all of my stuff and run the business end of things. Um, they actually launched it. So they sent out a whole email that it was launched today. So if you go on there, you'll find, I mean, I checked it out this afternoon, um, when it launched and there's like, I think like six or seven pet care services that were uploaded into it this afternoon, like in the West side of area of Cleveland. Um, but it's a cool way just to connect with your professional services compared to Rover and WAG, where you're just like, well, I'm going to read this person's profile and then hopefully something will happen because I've heard plenty of horror stories out there of weird things that'll happen. Or I had one girl that was like, I'm pretty sure our walker doesn't come sometimes because like this, that, and the other thing, you know, it's just weird stuff like that. Um, you know, it's not like Uber where you can like, you can put in like, oh, this guy's a real weirdo and he smells like cheese. Like your dog can't do that. Right. Exactly. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. So socialpodcle.com is really where you can meet the team. Um, you can view all pricing, contact, everything is right there on the website. 
All right. Well, that sounds great. I think we will leave it there. Uh, Savannah Durdeck of socialpawcle.com. Check them out for the next dog event. Check out Terrestrial Brewing for for brunch. Get get a little day drunk with your dog. That's that's the Cleveland dream. We do it every other Sunday. So it's every second and fourth Sunday. Every second and fourth Sunday, uh, this uh, join us next week where we discuss social media and your dog with broadcaster Jamie Kitten and her celebrity dog Snowball. Thank you, Savannah. Uh, check them out, dog walking and events at socialpawsclee.com. This has been the Dog Walker's Companion. Thank you to Golden Ox Studios, and I encourage you to visit goldenoxstudios.com and their entire family of podcasts and for tool free relationship building with your dog please visit life coach for dogs my name is tim cornett thank you all very much good night hey kid what you want to hear a story why not it's about how awesome uh, these dogs are okay see dogs 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 are awesome